Holy cow, Jake. It is our 100th episode, and I think just to get ready, we should count down from 100. I think that's a wonderful idea, Cameron. I'll go ahead and start, okay? Okay. All right, so here we go. 100, 99, 98, 97, 96, 95, 94, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Whoa! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 100th episode of Region Unlocked. Jake, that was some of the fastest counting I've ever heard. Let me tell you, Cameron, I am out of breath, but I am super happy that we did that. (laughs) And I'm talking, of course, about getting to episode 100, not me counting. (laughs) That's right. Man. So yes, today we are recording on October 9th and oh, and October 9th. Yep. Same day. Yeah. 2022. So Jake, how you doing on this wonderful 100th episode? I'm actually doing pretty awesome because I'm really excited about this. Like, even just now, I'm thinking, wow, we've gotten to this point. So I'm just, I'm feeling good right now, Cameron. I've got my uh, Mario pen right here. I know you can't see it, but I got it from Universal Studios and it's very clicky. And <laughs> it's, yeah, anyway, <laughs> it's it's basically like a fidget toy. So that's uh, that's also really fun. I've been messing with that. Anyway, Cameron, how are you doing on this momentous occasion? I am incredible. It just feels unreal that we have hit 100 episodes. It's taken a while. We started pretty much three years ago, as people are hearing this. Again, I know I've I've said this a lot. It's just when we came up with this idea, there was no goal in mind. And I certainly did not think it would go this long. Mm. I thought it's like, oh yeah, this is a cool, fun way to stay in contact and we'll we'll do it for a little while, but we're gonna run out of steam and and we'll stop. But no, that has not been the case. And still we're not sure where that end point is. And uh I love that. Yeah, same here. Like we got a lot of momentum rolling with this. And I remember just sitting around with you thinking about this like i think i had planned to already move to japan Mm -hmm. and we were thinking about cool ways that we could integrate that experience and lo and behold it's been absolutely amazing so this idea has really taken off yeah it's it's not only been a wonderful way to stay in touch with you but like i have been able to play so many games and learn so many things and hear so many wonderful responses and feedback from our awesome listeners. Thank you, Mm -hmm. by the way, because you're part of the reason we're here. No, you're like the main reason we're here. So yeah, it's, (laughs) it's just pretty cool stuff, you know, it is. So, uh, here's a fun little tribute to the beginning. So back when we were trying to plan this out, we, uh, we went out to wings, et cetera, and had a brainstorming (laughs) session. And I still have here on my phone, dated on November 8th, 2019, all of the potential names that we came up with. And remember, engineers, there's no bad ideas in brainstorming. So some of these are bad. And uh, (laughs) let's give them a listen. So we had uh, open world gaming, uh, something with lag in it, loading times, 
now loading, autosave, autosave disabled, <laughs> long distance rendering, uh, view distance, line of sight. So clearly we're just like dropping gaming terms that had to do with distance. Yep. Um, respawn. Ooh, opposite spawn. Spawn hmm. point. Localization. Not localized. Connection disrupted. Uh, lagged out. Epic lag. 16 bits apart. And honestly, 16 bits apart isn't bad. That's the end of the no, list. No. So I don't know where region unlocked came from. It's not on the list. Oh my goodness. We must have come up with that at some point after we left the restaurant or like... Mm-hmm. Shoot, I'm trying to remember myself. Although I will say epic lag is something that we have experienced quite a bit. Um, mm. <laughs> right as you said that, you glitched out and I couldn't hear what oh. you said. <laughs> of course. Well, you'll probably hear it on the recording, right? Perfect. Right there. Case in point, folks. Mm-hmm. I would say that this is definitely a achievement unlocked, wouldn't you say? Oh, of course. Yeah. I was waiting just to use that pun. I, I had to. <laughs> yeah. So... I remember I really wanted the name Split Screen, but then, of course, mm. that is Kotaku's podcast. They're called Split Screen. Mm. But also in the world of like podcasts, I don't think there's like any rule against having the same name as someone else. But obviously, you want your search results to come up, not theirs. Yeah, definitely. I don't think there's any rule. Just like there's no uh, rules against naming songs. Oh, right, yeah, right. It, it, it ultimately does come down to, I think, uh, yeah, your um, results being brought up. Unless, of course, it's copyrighted, which um, I guess ours is not. So what do you guys think? Is that, were any of those names better than Region Lock- Unlocked? Do you have a better idea? You know, episode 101 is kind of like a fresh start. Should we change our name? Ooh, yeah. We should Maybe. make a spinoff series. <laughs> if you If you guys have a cool idea, let us know. Mm. All right. So, Jake, today is an interesting episode because as uh, people see in the title, we do have some guests on, but Mm -hmm. they're going to be on in the second half of the episode because we want to do something a little fun. And you know what? It was a struggle trying to think of what to do for episode 100 because the pressure is just, it's too high. You know, we had a sweet Mm -hmm. video episode for 50. We had an awesome Let's Play that no one really watched for the episode 64, which was so fun to make. But um, I just thought, let's just, you know, let's just do what we do and have fun with it and not worry too much. So we do have a game coming up with uh, AJ and Malcolm, as you see there again in the title. But before that, I would like to reflect with you. Mm-hmm. And again, this is right at about three years since you left, since we first sat down to do that demo recording And I want to know what has changed in three years. Where were we then versus where are we now? So would you like to start with that? Yeah, yeah. I'll kick off this question, I guess, with a hopefully decent answer. So where were we then versus where we are now? Well, then, of course, we were standing or sitting just across from each other in your Mm -hmm. back room demoing with the sound equipment trying to make a decent podcast and learning from our mistakes yeah that's where we were <laughs> versus now we're i'm in japan and you're uh back home stateside no i'm just joking 
You're not so, joking. That's exactly where we are. Well, yeah, but I, I was thinking more like, you know, mentally, uh, mm. uh, spiritually, if you will. Yes. Obviously, we were really excited about this idea and this whole project, and we were super excited to run with it. But like you said, I don't think either of us had the idea, this is going to go on for three years at least. Mm-hmm. In our heads, it was just more going to be like a, maybe a little fun fling type of thing, like a little project that we do, and we'll just see, see where it goes. That was the kind of enthusiasm I felt. You know, yeah, this will be fun, but I don't know how long it's going to run, but I'm, I'm still excited to try this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely from a standpoint of excitement and I guess the unknown. I was really excited to start out with that uh, little mic that I got on Amazon. Oh, that I forgot really... about that. I still have that buried somewhere in the back of my closet. I'm sure. Uh, when that when that came, I'm like, you know what? I, I'm so I'm so excited about this. Uh, maybe one day along the line, I'll I'll buy a nice microphone to replace this. Maybe we'll get that far. Lo and behold, <laughs> that's exactly what happens. I've got a nice mic set up now, just like you do. Well, that was <laughs> only like six or seven episodes in. Yeah, so <laughs> we, we got really excited about this early on, and we knew that there was going to be a lot of momentum. Mm-hmm. Well, part of it was I already had this mic, but mm-hmm. for some reason I was also using the lapel mic. So guys, mm-hmm. when we started out, we both, it's just a lapel mic that you plugged into your phone. And so we were <laughs> recording just voice notes on our phone while talking to each other. And then he would send his to me and then I would edit them together. And the honestly, the quality is not bad. They just pick up a lot of room noise and... Mm-hmm these are just a lot clearer. So then finally I'm like, oh, I've got a mic. Let me plug this in. And then hearing the difference of me using this while you were still using the lapel mic, it's like, uh, Jake, can you please keep an eye out for a different mic? Because (laughs) it does not sound great. (laughs) Yes. And that's what I did. I went to Akihabara to Bic Camera, which is a very huge electronics department store in Japan. And I bought my blue Yeti mic there. And that was one of the moments I realized there's a lot to talk about here. Because just a few episodes in, I realized, wow, I'm in Japan. And just walking around the game stores and seeing so much, I realized we're going to be talking about a lot for a long time. (laughs) Yeah, And, you know, I'm just excited to hear about news from back home. So that's what lasted for a couple of years. Here we are now talking about it. And I think we're a lot more confident from where we were back back then, like way more confident. Uh, I think we're probably not as, um, we're not strangers anymore for sure. I feel like I've I've grown closer to you doing this podcast in the past couple of years than I ever have uh, all the years prior, if that makes sense. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, like we've been in contact so frequently and um, it's, it's wonderful hearing about all the family members and friends and listeners who you know, actually tune in. So I feel like this is just kind of, kind of like a, a moment to sit back and just appreciate what we've done, you know? Absolutely. So definitely a lot happier now than I was at the start. And that's saying something. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. So what about you? So it's funny that really this began right before COVID you left and then COVID shutdowns started happening. And I feel like a lot of podcasts sprung out due to that, to being stuck at home. (laughs) And I've definitely realized that as I was like, as I've been on a few like 
guest up I've been on other people's podcasts and it's clear mm-hmm. that they're just like the results of COVID. They're like, Oh yeah, I was sitting <laughs> around and thought I had stuff to say. It's like, ugh. I, I quit being guests because they were all awful. They they sucked <laughs> to be on. But anyway, um <laughs> I remember starting out, I had a student teacher. I was still teaching at Frontier and while he was teaching I would sit in this little side room and I would just edit. And so I was editing this a lot. And I remember the, these other kids who were in a different class, they would also work in there because they did the announcements. So they'd do some editing. And one kid is just, he's talking about COVID and he's reading stuff on the news about it. And I'm just like, it's no worse than the cold. People are getting so worked up about this. Like it's nothing to worry about. And then uh, that changed. That changed real quick. It's just funny <laughs> that I was one of those people at the beginning. <laughs> I was too, man. Trust me. Well, and, and because we'd always seen stuff like that. It's like, oh, Ebola, it's going to get us. So the swine flu. And then nothing really happened, right? And then this mm-hmm. was the first time something really happened. So, yeah. you know, live and learn. But mm-hmm. I might have a little different perspective on this because – just the way things are, I'm the editor, and you just have to show up with some ideas. <laughs> it's uh, It lasts a lot longer for me than just this hour talking. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of times I do get bogged down and just don't want to edit. And maybe listeners are thinking, well, Cameron, stop editing so much. Just put the conversation as it is, to which I say, no, that's bad. You know how many <laughs> awkward pauses and ums and audio mismatches happen during this? And uh, it would just, it would seem a lot more boring if I wasn't mm-hmm. doing all the editing. And, and I love putting in music and sound effects and all that. I think it makes it more fun. Yeah. But every once in a while, like now, currently, I just, I get behind where the episode that goes out on Friday, I probably just finished editing the night before. And it can feel like a job sometimes. So that's mm-hmm. why we take breaks because I need to get caught up and just not worry about it all the time. But mm. I've had a an interesting three years. So like I said, I, I was at Frontier and then I made a very hard decision to leave that school and come to Lafayette Jeff. And that was one of the hardest decisions I've ever made to where after I resigned, I probably like legit cried like three times, just like, what am I doing Mm. that? I have things good there. Why am I leaving? And you know that I had good reasons to leave. It was a 30 minute commute, which isn't awful, but Jeff is a one minute commute. And I had six preps. I want to say like five or six Mm. different, like every class period was a different class. And as uh, Ron Swanson would say, don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. And <laughs> it, it was. It was overwhelming to where, like, nothing was getting my full focus just because mm. there's too many classes to worry about. And me being the only one teaching them was just hard. And now, Jeff, you know, I'm part of a department. I'm only teaching two different classes. Obviously, it's it's a different demographic where I started off dealing with some really, really apathetic kids, but have slowly worked into teaching classes that uh, are more suited to me and and has some some higher ability students. 
and that's a lot of fun. And, and things have really changed where this year uh, I'm happy to be there. Last year was rough mm-hmm. most of the year, but it feels good now. And I'm happy with where I am. Hmm. It's just crazy how much things can change over as little as three years. So, yeah, it's it's such a little amount of time, but at the same time, it's such a long amount of time. <laughs> it's all about perspective. <laughs> it is about perspective, and, and that's funny. So, like, especially as a teacher, where you see these yeah, kids for yeah. four years, from freshman to senior, and to them, and I remember being in high school, freshman to senior is like the longest four years of your life. Yeah. But now this is my eighth year of teaching and it doesn't feel like it's been eight years. Time zips by, doesn't it? It's like year after year after year and it's it's gone in a flash. Yeah. So oh for gosh. you younger ones listening, you've heard this your whole life, I'm sure, about how <laughs> time really flies. And, you know, there's there's psychology to it where when you're young, your brain, like you can't conceptualize what that next stage looks like because you haven't experienced it. So because of that, it seems to make time go slower. Like you can't imagine what it's like to not be a student, to not be mm-hmm. in high school. But then once you get out, you got your job, you got that routine. It's ridiculous where I just saw Ben Smith. Hey, Ben, how's it going? <laughs> I saw him over a year ago when he came over for this Halo party that we had. And then I, he just asked me to come to his house and help him move something. And it had been like a year and a half, but it didn't feel like that. It's like, oh, yeah. Hey. But if, if you're in high school and went a year and a half without seeing your friend, you, you wouldn't be friends, that's for sure. Feels like a long time back then. Yeah. But that's, a, that's amazing. That's a different conversation about time. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Jake, let's, uh, this is a hard question here. Mm. We've played so many games in this, the course of this podcast, could you narrow it down to a number one? What is the number one game you've played in three years? Oh, that is so tough. Mm. Oh, I could answer this so many ways. I, I don't want to give this a very staunch answer. Like, this is my favorite game because of this reason. I want to, I want to think about the possibilities here. Like, why would it be my favorite game? So, like... Yeah. Okay, in the span of three years, I've played a lot of games, and I've already had a lot of favorites that are still my favorites to this day. Yeah. But if I could pick one that I started within that amount of time for three years that stuck with me the most, A, has changed me the most, B, and has really like changed my perspective of games, C, it might have to be The Last of Us. Yeah, I'm not surprised you're saying that. Okay, all right. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, runner-ups for sure, a lot of wonderful games, but that would have to be the game changer. <laughs> game changer. <laughs> that's that's come across within the past uh, three years or so, mm. and I'm gonna reciprocate that exact same very difficult, very deep question to you, Cameron. Yeah, uh, it's almost impossible to pick. We have played a lot. I've played The Last of Us. I've played Horizon. I've played Death Loop, and count. I mean, seriously, countless games. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take the easy way out and I'm going to go with what I played most recently. Okay. That is super liminal. Ah. Uh, I'm not going to go into any details or spoilers about this game, but if you like puzzlers, it's, it's very much portal like in that feeling. Mm-hmm. 
um, going from room to room, solving physics puzzles and perspective. And it's really, really good. And why I'm choosing this is because, yes, I've played emotional games like The Last of Us, but I was so surprised by just how encouraging and uplifting the ending to this game was. Mm. I've never felt so encouraged by a video game where it really makes you feel really smart for having beaten it. And mm. and it's not just because of solving puzzles, but the way the game speaks to you about mm. what it takes to solve puzzles. And I felt so good, so happy for beating it. Mm. And I immediately... Like, I beat it. It took, it's like two or three hours. You can play it in a sitting if you want. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 10 bucks on Steam. So I, I finished it, pulled it back up, and gifted it to Jake. It said, play this game. Do not watch any trailers, nothing. Just download it and play. And uh, spoiler alert, Jake loved it too. Surprise. <laughs> the epic uh, game that is super liminal. It was good. I played that in the wee hours of the morning the night after he um, gifted that to me and I was very blown away it's surreal it is beautiful it is interesting in so mm-hmm. many ways and you know the best thing about that game is there's still stuff to go back and see mm-hmm. like, I feel like we've not seen much of it at all just through one or two playthroughs so highly recommend if you're looking for a good puzzle game super liminal it's on Steam, and it is great. So, Jake, next question. Do you have a least favorite game that you've played in these three years? Oh, least favorite game. Oh, you know, I was thinking about this, and oh, I, I don't want to give a cop-out answer, but I almost want to say that this time has taught me to not hate on games, because I okay. used to have least favorite games before I went to Japan, mm-hmm. but... I've kind of learned to appreciate games no matter what, like because okay. time and efforts put into them. So I don't know if I can give you an answer for that because I don't think I have one. I understand. And I also feel like with this information age, it's really hard to buy a game that you're not already excited about, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're only buying stuff that you're going to like because you're so informed about what each game is. But uh, personally, I'm going to go with a a little controversial answer here, and that is Assassin's Creed Odyssey for me. Okay. Even though that might be a great game, it's one that I just could not get into. I didn't want to keep playing it, partially because the map was so huge where I was just immediately discouraged and was like, Mm. no, I don't want to explore this. I don't want to do all this. And Mm. really, I also just don't like how much it diverged from, you know, the original Assassin's Creed's. Yeah. The Ezio era. I I want to sneak up and assassinate people and not have an RPG meter and be like, oh, this guy's too strong. Your blade didn't kill him. It's like, that's yeah. not how that works. Like, you're, you're taking yep. away the, the fun Assassin's Creed part of it, and it's really just an entirely different game. Yeah. That is disappointing for me as well. Like, Odyssey and... Valhalla. Valhalla did go back to basics a slight bit. Yeah. But as great of games as they are as standalone titles, I feel like they are not very good at being associated with the Assassin's Creed lore 
or at least the mm-hmm. core concepts, what, what it was originally based on. It's just too different. Like, and for me, the, what sealed the deal was the whole Vikings thing because it, it just doesn't work with assassins. As, as great of a concept as it is, it's not assassiny. Like the lore doesn't sense. fit the Vikings. And, and it, the lore almost becomes kind of like a just a side thing. Like, eh, you yeah, know? it's not qu- it's not really a part of the main deal. And to be fair, that was the same with Black Flag. Yeah, yeah, but Black Flag is very Assassin's Creed like. Still, like the mechanics are very sure, very similar. Yeah, and so that's what got me so excited about their recent announcement of Mirage, which mm-hmm. is supposed to be much more like the originals but then at the same time they announced uh project red which is going to take place in feudal japan which is super exciting yeah but then they immediately went back on that and they're like this is going to be an open world rpg it's like what oh why are you (laughs) zigzagging like this Uh, (laughs) well japan's big yes that's true (laughs) Mm. but I've been waiting for an Assassin's Creed in Japan for so long. A lot of people have, like, let's be honest, real world history with Japan and the whole uh, deal with ninjas and the civil wars. That's that's perfect. Yeah. So sweet. Yeah. Mm. Very excited. Looking forward to that. uh, Cool. Jake, I think that about does it for this conversation. Mm -hmm. I think we've answered everything else that we wrote down, whether intentional or not. Hmm. Any uh, any final thoughts before we pass it on to our game show segment? Yeah. I think I'm going to ask one more question. Oh, okay. How has this podcast changed your outlook on life? Outlook on life? That's such a big question, man. Yeah. It's a big question. It's the big finale. <laughs> so that is a, a tough question. And... I don't know that I have any grand answer of how it's changed my outlook on life, but just to go back to kind of what you said about our friendship and how that has changed. Before this, we saw each other. We actually started seeing each other quite a bit before you Mm -hmm. left, which made you leaving a lot harder. Mm -hmm. Where, again, after you were in my wedding... I think we, we started seeing each other at least once a month or, yeah. or close to that. We hung out quite a bit, yeah. I'm I'm grateful for that. But then now that you're gone, I see you even more. <laughs> as ironic as that is, it's been great. And mm-hmm. it's just funny to think where would we be in our relationship if you hadn't left? I'm sure things would still be good, but... Yeah. Not like this. That's true. It'd still probably be about what it was, like still hanging out uh, every so often. And But yeah, we wouldn't have uh, been able to. Yeah. Yeah. Make an awesome podcast. That's a really good answer. I like that. I appreciate oh, that, thank Cameron. No, that, that, was, that was very heartfelt. I'd say for me, I, I would definitely second that because it's quite true. It's also taught me an appreciation for learning to love things that you help create because you did them and mm-hmm. because you were a part of them. Not because like it got a million hits or because it was like the number one trending topic or because it was like super grand in scale, but because I helped make it. And like, yeah, we've got a devoted 
listener base. We've done a lot of research. Yeah. We've spent a lot of time playing video games, and that's just something I can look back on and be proud of just for what it is, Mm -hmm. you know, and for the amount of time that we've been doing it. So that's, it's, it's taught me to go, to bring myself back to earth or back down to earth in, uh, in that regard. (laughs) I agree. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So thank you everyone for, again, being with us this whole time for hearing all 100 episodes or most of them. We appreciate it a lot. We love you. And so happy that you've been here with us. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone. A big heartfelt thank you from Tokyo. And Indiana, (laughs) which doesn't seem as important. But anyway, let's go ahead and uh, kick it on over to part two of this episode where we're going to play Um Actually with our friends. Take it away, Cameron, Jake, Malcolm, and AJ. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the special Region Unlocked 100 episode trivia game starring the most guest stars we've ever had on at once. So let's introduce our stars here. So first off, AJ Jones, welcome back. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me back. Excited to do some trivia. I'm excited to have you. And we've also got the legend, Malcolm Keys. Hello, hello, everyone. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, of course. And as always, we got Jake here too. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm happy to have been on uh, this show now a hundred times as a guest. It's wonderful. Uh, actually, yeah. Okay, you have. I was going to say there's one that's just me and AJ, but you are on at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we did it. So we thought we would just, uh, you know, do something fun, something a little different here. I know we've done trivia before on the show, but... Not quite like this, because this is a game that we uh, have stolen from College Humor, if you've ever heard of Um Actually. So Um Actually is kind of all about being a nerd, because nerds, in our obnoxiousness, we like to correct people. We like to be right. We like to say, um, actually, and uh, say the correct (laughs) statement here. So, yeah, uh, I love how you pushed up your glasses, too, when you said that. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, great. Added a level of pretentiousness. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, to go over the rules for our listeners here, I have 20 statements that are wrong in some way. Nerdy statements. And so, as I'm reading these, at any point, they can buzz in and say, um, actually, and correct me for the actual answer to get the point make enough sense to you guys yes yep i think we got it all right aj when you buzz in the fans Mm -hmm. are gonna hear this sweet instant transmission oh yeah uh malcolm you've chosen the lightsaber sound effect and jake i chose for you you have you're of course the uh wilhelm scream (laughs) 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 All right. Uh, Let's start off with just a simple test question, just to make sure we we all get the rules. You guys ready? Ready. So, again, you must answer with um, actually. If you do not say um, actually, I will give it the point to someone else. (laughs) Sounds Hmm. good to me. All right. Demo question. This popular Nintendo franchise stars a character in a green tunic 
who seeks out the Master Sword in the Triforce. I'm, of course, talking about the character named Zelda. Jake? Um, actually, that would be Link. That is correct. <laughs> there we go. All right. So uh, <laughs> this is actually hard to, to come up with some good questions here, or at least to make them wrong. Mm-hmm. It was hard to try. Yeah. How do I make them misleading enough? Um, anyway, let's give this a try. So cool. th- let the game begin. Question one. Charmander, Squirtle, Pikachu, and Bulbasaur are the iconic pocket monsters that you were able to pick from as a starter Pokemon in the original Red and Blue. AJ. Um, actually, Pikachu is not a starter Pokemon in Red and Blue. That it's is a starter correct. Pokemon Yellow. Well done. First point goes to AJ. Yeah, that was good, actually. I was going to say the wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, still waking up here. Oh, yeah, it's the next day where you're at, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it <laughs> is. It's rather early. Number two. When it comes to boss battles, everyone knows the rule of threes. Hit the weak point three times to win, just like when you pound jump King Babam in the back three times in Super Mario 64. <laughs> Jake. Um, actually, I'm pretty sure you have to throw him. Yes, you do not pound oh jump God. King Babam. Jake's killing it. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, let's, let's uh, look at some movies here. In the Harry Potter movies, the adults casted appear to be older than their book-written counterparts. This was because they wanted everyone to look the same age as Gary Oldman, who they had already cast as Sirius. AJ? Um, actually, isn't Alan Rickman serious? Uh, close, but that's not exactly the answer we're looking for. Okay. And there's the buzzer for out of time. (laughs) Darn. The correct answer was they had already cast Alan Rickman as Snape, and they wanted everyone to look the same age as him. Okay. All right. I got you. Yeah, you're on the right right track, though, Jones. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) All right, here's here's a deep cut for you guys. Back in 2009, this song was everywhere, including the opening credits to Borderlands. I'm, of course, talking about the Elephant Cage song, Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. AJ? Um, Actually, that band is called Cage the Elephant. That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) Number five, Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back is known for having one of the best twists ever with the iconic line, Luke, I am your father. Jake. Um, actually, it's no, I'm your father. That is correct. Ooh. Everyone says, Luke, I am your father. Don't know where that mm-hmm. came from. Oh, that Mandela effect. Yeah, I was just going to yep. say. <laughs> It's like a society Mandela effect. (laughs) (laughs) We were all thinking the same thing there. All right, Malcolm, let's get you in here. I actually geared this question for you. Oh, boy. Assassin's Creed 2 introduced our historical friend Leonardo da Vinci, who created gadgets like smoke bombs, the hook blade, and war machines for Ezio. Malcolm. Uh, He created the hook blade and the smoke bombs, but not any war machines. Um, actually, you forgot to say, (gasps) um, actually, but you're also not even right. Anyone have an answer here, Jake? Um, actually, he didn't create smoke bombs. 
I assume he did. I have no idea. <laughs> I just <laughs> threw that one in there because the correct okay. answer. Oh, AJ buzzed in. Um, actually, it was Marco Polo, not Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is not right. All right. It. It's, it's going to no one. The correct answer was he did not make the hook blade. He got the hook blade oh. in Assassin's Creed Revelation by the Ottoman assassin, Yusuf Tazim. Oh. And I can't one, believe you don't remember that, Malcolm, because it's a big part of the trailer. It's like, first you have the hook, <laughs> yeah, and then you have the blade. <laughs> I know, I know. I knew it was one of those three things, but I couldn't remember so which one. I was like, Leonardo da Vinci, he also never made any war machines, but he designed them. Well, in Brotherhood, you do get to play in those war machines. Oh, okay. I never nice. played Blood brotherhood mm. all right aj i geared this one towards you i'm mm. not even quite sure if i'm right on this one so let's see <laughs> because uh there's a mm. lot of different canons when it comes to dragon ball z as you know in the dragon ball z anime characters that are roughly the same size and power level are able to fuse using the fusion dance goten and trunks become gotinks and Goku and Vegeta become Gogeta. AJ? Um, actually, you're right. <laughs> that, so... <laughs> <laughs> because, all right, so clarify, the fusion dance is the dance technique yeah. that Goku and Vegeta use and Goten and Trunks use. When Goku and Vegeta do the dance, they become Gogeta. Mm-hmm. But when they put on the earrings and do the Patara fusion, that's Vegito. But it was my understanding while researching this question, and this could be, maybe this was only the case in the manga and not the anime, that in the actual series, only Gotenks happens. Gogeta happens in a different, like in GT or in a movie or it something. It happens in... Um, Originally, it's from the movie Fusion Reborn, which is one of those Dragon Ball Z side movies. Right. So. Within Dragon Ball Z. Within. Is that still part of the canon of the series? I dismiss all canon discussion. It's all (laughs) Dragon Ball content. Enjoy it. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give it to AJ because clearly he has the knowledge here that I don't. (laughs) True nerd here. Yeah, that, that, that sounds plausible to me. <laughs> he sounded like he knew it. what he was talking about. Just enjoy it. It's <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. In Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, you can give your Chows animals to boost their stats as well as give them physical attributes of those animals. For example, uh, a bat will remove its legs. A skeleton dog will give it a skull head. And a unicorn will give it a horn. Jake. Um, actually, the bat gives it wings? It, it does both. Oh, okay. Um, actually, that was wrong then. Never mind. <laughs> mm. Seems I made these questions a little harder than I anticipated. I haven't played that game in a, a long time. Uh, hmm. The inaccuracy is somewhere in this sentence. Uh, a bat will remove its legs, a skeleton dog gives it a skull head, and a unicorn will give it a horn. Well, I'm trying to turn on my recollection from 2001 now. <laughs> well, Dang my, my Jake, chow. We, we talked about this on the episode. Yeah, yeah, we did, didn't mm. we? <laughs> so you even got a heads up. 
Uh, I'm um, calling actually, it. we forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is inexcusable for me. So the correct answer is that the skeleton dog does not give it a skull head. It actually removes those animal attributes and returns them back to like a normal looking chow. Mm. Oh. Because uh, I used to always do pumpkin hill runs. Some knuckles. I'm a pumpkin <laughs> hill. <laughs> To get all those skeleton dogs because they were good with speed and they didn't give any features. And I hated the animal features on my chow. I gotcha. Next question. Ocarina of Time has some interesting references like the Mario themed windows in the castle. There's even a character named Talon that actually looks a lot like Mario. His brother Ingo looks like Luigi. And even Talon's bolo tie looks like Bowser. Jake. Um, actually, Ingo is just a farmhand. He's not his brother. That is correct. Ooh. Not his brother. That was a little one. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's time to get Malcolm in here. <laughs> Back in 2004, World of Warcraft captured our imagination with a massive RPG to explore. Classes like Warrior, Rogue, Death Knight, Mage, Hunter, and more allowed you to be the fierce adventurer you always wanted to be. Malcolm. Um, actually, Death Knight was not a part of the original class selection. That is correct. Yes. Okay. Nice yes. one. <laughs> I, would, I was like, okay, I, I have no idea. <laughs> no, I, I was like... Look, I'm tuning out. Malcolm's no got idea. this. So... After 10 questions, the current score is AJ3, Jake3, and Malcolm1. So, with 10 questions to go, I'm going to kick it off with a, uh, a not an um actually question, but just a knowledge question here. Actually, it's not even a question. It's just telling you, name the 12 characters from the original Super Smash Brothers. AJ. Okay. Super Smash Brothers on N64. Yeah. Link, Mario, Luigi, Kirby, Donkey Kong, Samus, Fox McCloud, Captain Falcon, um, mm, you're blitzing through this. Wow. I, it's, um, <laughs> Ness. Mm-hmm. Is that nine? I think so. Okay. Oh my gosh. Pikachu. Uh-huh. Jigglypuff. One more. And oh, I, I can't see it. Hold on. Oh man. I, I'm blanking. I'm blanking on that last one. Alright, I'll give it to who who can name that last one he's missing. I'm picturing every single like Yoshi. Uh, there it is. Oh, oh, <laughs> Yoshi. <nice. laughs> well done. Well done. Ugh. Impressive. Impressive. <laughs> I saw Yoshi in your window, Jake. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, I gave the answer. Let me jog your mind. That's funny. It's right over his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right there. How funny. <laughs> All right, here's a fun one that you'll know if you've been listening to Region Unlocked, because I've been doing a lot of book reports on the console wars. So, 
Part of what made the Sega Genesis superior to the Super Nintendo was its effective use of blast processing, which was better and faster than the Super Nintendo's Mode 7, which was used for games like Super Mario Kart. AJ? Um, actually, wasn't Mode 7 used for Donkey Kong Country? Um, I believe that was the Super FX chip that was in the cartridge itself. Maybe oh, okay. Mode 7 had something to do with it, but that is not what I'm looking for here. Has to do with blast processing. I just listened to that earlier today, too. <laughs> no, I'm not really oh, no. oh, man. I'm going to call it. The uh, correct answer here is that blast processing didn't make it superior because blast processing was nothing. It was something they, a term used in their console that did not actually make it faster or better. The analogy they used was it's like spots on a cheetah. It's not really doing much to to improve (laughs) things. So they went all in on advertising about how great blast processing was, but really it it was a uh, snake oil, really. (laughs) Wow. Oh, snap. Sorry, guys. I thought... When I was making these, they all seemed so obvious, but it's because I knew the answer, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) All right. Number 13. In the terrifying Half-Life 2 mission, Don't Go in Ravenholm, Gordon Freeman must use his newly acquired gravity gun to survive waves of headcrab zombies. (laughs) Malcolm, have you played Half-Life 2? It's been a really long time. Oh, no. <laughs> like several of these games you mentioned, like Sonic and stuff like that, and well, I wanted Ocarina to go time, like retro because that's what we talk about. Generally. Yeah, yeah. AJ, um, actually, you don't get the gravity gun in that mission. Uh, you do right before it in the junkyard with dog, but uh, the correct answer is the mission is not called "Don't Go in Ravenholm." It's called "We Don't Go to Ravenholm." Oh, Ooh, snap. Because it's an ominous line spoken before you see the entrance. Yeah. We, we don't, don't go, go to Ravenhelm. To Ravenhelm. Mm. See, I was going to say, like, you don't get the, you get the portal gun. And that's not even how it's said in the game. I don't know why you say it like that, AJ. It's because Mark always quoted it that way. And it was quoted incorrectly, yeah. but it became the way I always remembered it. And yet you Back when we were doing it. those VHS gameplay videos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. I think everyone has an equal chance of this one. The Nintendo 64 controller is remembered for its unique three-pronged des- design, which allowed for multiple ways to hold and control games. In the standard joystick con- configuration, players can reach the stick, A, B, four C buttons, L, R, and start. Jake. Um, actually, you can't reach the L button. Can you elaborate a little further? With the standard joystick configuration, mm-hmm. you, you can't reach the L button or the directional buttons. So what am I missing here? Uh, I don't... I'll still give it to you because you're right, but Malcolm... Go for it. Well, did he get the right answer or no? He he got part of it right, but uh, there's a button missing. Yeah. Uh, um, actually, uh, you can also reach the Z button. 
There you go. Oh, okay. I'm going to give Malcolm a point as well. The one you can't see. Yeah, he deserves that. (laughs) I I didn't think about that. (laughs) Yeah, it was like all the years of of Goldeneye. (laughs) (laughs) All all the, um, with the aiming, like standing and aiming around. Yeah. Yeah. In Resident Evil 4, the iconic merchant sells Leon various weapons, herbs, and upgrades while seemingly teleporting all over the game map. Some theorists believe he's actually multiple people because sometimes he has blue eyes, other times he has orange eyes. <laughs> AJ. Um, actually, the merchant doesn't sell you herbs. Hey, I thought I, <laughs> I gave you a hard one there. That is correct. He only sells first aid spray. I was just picturing the merchant riding around on that bike <laughs> from that old YouTube video. Yeah, the, that's so good. <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, go to the movies here in this next one. In Batman Begins, Batman has an epic confrontation with Scarecrow and some Rottweilers, leaning to one of the best lines: "I'm not wearing hockey pads." AJ. Um, actually, I think those dogs are pit bulls. I'm pretty sure they're Rottweilers, but uh, that's, I don't know. Fun guess. And Batman Begins. Batman has an epic confrontation with Scarecrow and some Rottweilers, leading to one of the best lines, I'm not wearing hockey pads. I even gave this question to Lindsay beforehand, and she got it right. Come on, guys. <laughs> Malcolm. Um, actually, he doesn't say anything about hockey pads. Uh, he does. <laughs> AJ. Um, actually, the, the hockey pants line is in The Dark Knight, not Batman There you Games. go. This oh, whole scene is from nice. The Dark Knight. It's yeah. the opening scene because it's misleading because it still has Scarecrow in it mm-hmm. since he's, you know, yeah, that's the a good main one. villain from Batman Begins. Mm. AJ's starting to run away with the lead here. Dang, I think I did give two hard questions. Next, Nintendo inadvertently created their biggest competition when they joined forces with Panasonic instead of Sony when creating a disc-based add-on for the Super Nintendo. Sony then went forward to create their own, the PlayStation. AJ? Um, Actually, wasn't the disc drive attachment for the N64? So, yes, but this was before that. They went with a different company instead of Sony. And I don't think it came out here. There might be some Super Nintendo add-ons in Japan, but it was never like a commercial thing. Hmm. Jake? Um, Actually, it was Philips? That is correct. Not Panasonic. It was Philips. All right. With three questions left... We're looking at AJ six, Jake five, Malcolm two. So Malcolm, get these next three, and we've got at least a tight match with Jake. Perfect. All right. Luigi's Mansion gave us the privilege of playing Mario's overlooked brother, Luigi. After a very spooky adventure through the mansion, Luigi's able to defeat Bowser on the roof of the mansion and rescue his brother, Mario. AJ. Um, actually, it's King Boo. That is correct. End, not Bowser. But why is that misleading? Because it's like King Boo piloting a Bowser mech or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> we think it's Bowser. Yeah. But of course, and the, it's a ghost. He turns his head backwards and upside down and runs yeah. into walls. Cool. I think that's like the initial shock of it because you think you're fighting Bowser, then his head comes off. Mm-hmm. You're like, whoa, what the heck is going on? <laughs> and then Boo comes out. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going deep on the lore here. One oh, of the boy. most lore heavy games. Again, Malcolm, I geared this one for you. Okay. The Mortal Kombat games are full of death, dismemberment, and rivalries, especially between Scorpion and Sub-Zero. First, Sub-Zero killed Hanzo Hasashi, who was then revived by Quan Chi as Scorpion. Then Scorpion killed Sub-Zero, who Quan Chi brought back as Ermac. The current Sub-Zero is actually the brother to the original Sub-Zero that Scorpion had killed. <laughs> AJ? Um, actually, he wasn't brought back as Ermac, was brought back as Noob. That is correct. <laughs> oh, nice. I couldn't remember uh, that dude's name. AJ, you're smoking it. He really is. Whether you got the video game dictionary in your head today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That brings us to our final question. And what's nerdier than a question about our own podcast? <laughs> Let's look back from episode 100 back to episode 50. In the Region Unlocked 50th episode Game of the Year Awards special, Cameron and Jake counted down the best years of gaming, meaning years that had at least 10 great games come out in that year. AJ. Um, actually, it was year of the game, <laughs> not game of the year, right? That is correct. <laughs> Dang. Oh, my goodness. Wow. AJ's a bigger fan than Jake. <laughs> I guess so. Looks like he's got a new podcast partner. (laughs) Yep, that's the way it's looking. Well, there you go, guys. I'm sorry that that did not go how I thought it would go in my head. But uh, final scores, Malcolm 2, Jake 5, and AJ 9. Wow. Nice job, AJ. Nice. Yeah. Those questions were hard, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, some of those were good ones. I was just, I was afraid that if I made them just like too simple, like the first one of like, oh, it's not Zelda, mm-hmm. it's Link, that it just wouldn't be any fun to even listen to. Yeah. <laughs> they're, so, they're too obvious, you know? Mm. Only deep cuts for the deep nerds. Mm-hmm. But. Yes. And AJ is the deep nerd here. He's the deep nerd. Hey. He is. Yeah. Those Dragon Ball <laughs> questions, I was like, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> Although, to be fair, there needs to be an asterisk due to the uh, the Yoshi giveaway over Jake's shoulder. But maybe <laughs> oh, that's yeah, just yeah. me. <laughs> there was a bit of a discrepancy here. Um, Taken into account. Yeah. <laughs> well, AJ, Malcolm, thank you so much for being on our 100th episode. What a monumentous occasion to be here. I have to agree, man. This was fun. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for letting us be on the your uh, centennial. Here's to 100 more. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll have you back on episode 200. Sound good? Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, this is it, man. The end of our episode, of our 100th episode. This is it. It seems like such a short amount of time ago when we were doing this for the first time. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we've come this far. This is amazing. Yeah. By the time this episode airs... It's been exactly three years 
pretty much since we yeah. at least sat down to start recording. It's pretty awesome. It I'll is. say this is something we can look back on and be like, hey, we did this. You know, we, we will do that for sure, which is exactly what we're doing right now. <laughs> all right. So thank you all of you for listening to 100 episodes. This has been incredible. And we're so glad that you're, you've been listening with us all this time. We'll uh, talk to you again real soon. My name's Cameron. And I'm Jake. And have an awesome nerdy week. Minasan, sayonara. <laughs>